Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Daily Thread. On this episode, we're going to be discussing a really nice story coming out of Yeshiva Darchitora, Woman of the Wall, and John Fetterman back in the hospital. Thank you for listening to the Daily Thread. Okay, so our lead story that I want to start with for today um, is via Yeshiva World, and the title reads, Hakar Zatov in action, or Yaakov Bender rallies Darchitora parents to help beloved security guard. Uh, so... Everett Fortune, the beloved security guard for Yeshiva Dar Torah, he was a security guard when I was there, when my brothers were there, and then I'm sure even before I was there. Um, his name is Everett Fortune. You may have seen him in different videos singing Thank You Hashem. He's an African-American security guard who has had some health uh, health scares over the years, but he, he remains you know, strong. So the, the article starts off saying that how Faye Mechanech, Rabbi Bender, uh, has never shied away from doing something new or different. So as long as the right thing to do, uh, right, Bender is doing something new again. He's urging Darchitor's parents to help the school security guard. So Everett Fortune, he's the chief of security. He's been the security guard there for over 30 years. Um, he's taking care of many, many kids. And in 2020, he was... Uh, and in 2020, right, Bender was surprised. In 2020, right, Bender surprised Everett with uh, by the annual dinner by giving him an award for his devotion uh, to the yeshiva and its students. So, what is what the question is? What is Ray Bender now asking the parents to do? So, Everett has been. He writes, Everett has been an integral fixture in our yeshiva for so many years. We all count on him with Siat Deshmaya, the security here, which is under his guidance. We are very grateful to him. And he goes on to say that I'm sure all you are aware that he's dealing with a serious illness for many years. He's been under the care of a great doctor, a former Talmud of, of Yeshiva Darakatara. Although things are pretty stable, the doctor feels that he would like to try a new treatment. This would mean that Everett would have to be at the hospital for a number of days for many hours. It can be debilitating treatment, and it would cause him to miss a few days besides his weekly treatment. He's asking the parent body to volunteer to drive him to and from the Manhattan on a weekly basis. The likely days will be Mondays and, and Tuesdays. It will be spending a, quite a few hours in the hospital with him. We would appreciate those who can help and they can email me. And Everett, Everett himself says, uh, he is still alive for one reason, because the boys have been davening for him. Let's all keep on davening for Everett so, uh, for Everett, so we have him around for many more happy, healthy years. So that that is really, really unique. A big credit to Rabbi Bender for, for thinking like that right away when you – when you see some uh, Rosh Hashiva who's calling for parents to rally, you start thinking, okay, there's going to be a campaign maybe. Maybe we're going to have to take care of Everett's, uh, you know, his medical bills. But he's asking parents to drive Everett. That's, that's, that's amazing. What do you think about that? It's very meaningful. Uh, listen, uh, um, you were a student at Dachy Torah, as were your brothers for many years. And uh, I did a lot of carpools, as you know. Most, yeah. most of my carpools had no kids in them uh, because most of the kids slept late. But uh, sometimes I had one, sometimes I had two out of five. But on the cold winter mornings, we usually had no kids in the car. But you always insisted that I go out and drive from house to house, even though we knew all the kids were not going to be going to, to Yeshiva. But everyone was always there, very personable, very congenial, uh, very serious about uh, his work. I think I think Dr. Torah was ahead of the curve on security uh, in the Yeshiva building. Yeah. There was a time when, you know... Uh, uh, how, maybe more than 20 years ago, so it's not, not going to say not so long ago. It is a long time ago when you really didn't need that type of security. But you could tell. You could tell when you approach the uh, Dachy campus, uh, every conceivable entrance is covered. 
uh, with somebody, whether it's a parking lot, whether it's a back entrance, if it's open, if it's not open. Uh, and uh, Everett oversees. And, you know, the funny, the great thing about him that I noticed over the years is that very similar to Robert Bender, he knows all the boys. He knows everybody's name. He yes. knows everybody's name. He can see me. He, he'll still, yeah. He can, he'll still see me and say, Gordon. <laughs> he can see me and he it's can amazing. see me and ask me how you guys are doing, you know. So it, it's a it's yeah. a unique relationship and um, it's, a, it's a beautiful gesture and it's an important thing. And um, I think it's an inspiration to people. It's an inspiration to people. Yeah. Uh, who can see that. And listen to it shouldn't be. It shouldn't is, be surprised. Uh, is, that, it shouldn't be surprised that that, that Chesed should be able to um, uh, exceed uh, all uh, imaginary uh, boundaries and just be, uh, you know, infinite and uh, ongoing uh, on all levels of life. Yeah, so that's a good a good news story to start today. You know, a big big uh, hats off to Rabbi Bender to Darche for for trying to. Pull something like this off. I think it's. I think it's really incredible. It's not such a great news story. Um, and I don't know what you think about this. You'll tell me. There's another head. There's another headline via Yeshiva World. But this is a story about Ezra Friedlander yeah. and Chuck Schumer. Okay. So in a video, in a video posted, I believe on Twitter, yeah. Ezra Friedlander said that he's in an, inside an elevator with Senator Chuck Schumer, and he says, Senator, everyone loves you. This senator does so much for the Jewish community. I'm saying it publicly. You always have. This is not just my opinion. This is a fact. God bless you, Senator. Um, I, I think that's probably the furthest thing from the truth, though, because not everyone loves Chuck Schumer. He has not been so great for the for the Jewish community. So, what do you make of a, what do you make of that? Well, listen, I know Ezra uh, a long time, and uh, I was just at an event with him a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we have different uh, political uh, philosophies. And um, let me close the door. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Getting a furniture delivery. They're making a lot of noise. No anyway, I like Ezra. I know this for many years. I've taken trips to Washington with him. He's a good uh, political operative. Uh, the problem is, you know, yeah. the problem is he used to be a natural fit. Um, you know, the the firm community, especially in places like Brooklyn, like Borough Park, uh, where Schumer represented originally before he became a senator, and uh, there was a natural fit between the firm community and the and a Jewish uh, elected official like like Chuck Schumer. He was ever present. He was everywhere. But um, I think he's evolved over the years and uh, in, in in the wrong direction and. Uh, the, the divide, the political divide in the country is, uh, is, is greater than it's ever been before. And, and, you, and you can right. just see that. So, I mean, Ezra's just being patronizing when he says to uh, Chuck Schumer that everybody loves him. You know, um, we, we dream about the day that, um, that he'll be replaced and uh, in, 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 that he'll retire and be replaced in office. And, you know, uh, on that, on that same, in that vein, by the way, um, you know, Lee Zeldin held a news conference. Lee Zeldin, who lost the governor race to uh, Kathy Huckle a few months ago, uh, is uh, possibly, hasn't announced yet, going to run in 2024 for senator against Kirsten uh, Gillibrand, the other uh, senator from New York. Beautiful. So, um, okay, so we'll have a, a new governor as well. Well, I mean, a new senator. We, we need a new senator. New you'll have another. No, she'll. Another, another, yeah, she'll be leaving. She'll be leaving, and you'll have another Jewish senator. She's a. Uh, there's two senators from New York, Chuck Schumer and Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, 
and she's up for re-election in 2024. Schumer's not up for re-election for a while. He just won one or two years ago in the Senate terms of six years. But uh, Zeldin came pretty close uh, to, to the governor. Yeah, but, uh, but if, Kat, if, Kathy, if Kathy leaves as governor of New York, then you have that, you have that yeah, open. But Kathy's not leaving. Where did you get the idea Kathy's going anyway? I said Kirsten Gillibrand, not Kathy Elko. Oh, I thought no, Kathy. I thought you said no, no, Kat- no. Kathy Hochul is the governor for the next four years. I know, I know, but you said she wants to run for no, Senate. Zeldin no? wants to run for Senate against Gillibrand. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so okay. you know Zeldin is also a member of the Jewish community, and uh, we've had Jewish senators from New York in the past before Chuck Schumer, and he's an extreme leftist Democrat, and uh, he talks and talk uh, Schumer, and I think if push comes to shove, if we needed his support for something related to Israel, he would be there, as with many Democrats, because of the uh, pressure from his constituency. But um, his position on uh, the Biden presidency and his, the way he conducted himself uh, during the Trump administration, the way he threatened Supreme Court justices over the, um, over the abortion uh, uh, rights uh, uh, decision, it's just, uh, I think it turned a lot of people off in New York. And I think we've had a yeah definitely. I think we've had a fill of Uncle Chuck. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's big news coming out of Israel about Women of the Wall, which is a group of women that go to the women's section of the Kaisel and they wear talisim and they wear tefillin and they try to get a safer Torah and lane from the safer Torah. Things that are are clearly against halacha. Um, so. Be be our guest. Tell us what this this new news well, is. I mean, the 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 new majority right wing government, which is dominated by religious members, especially from Aryeh Derry, uh, from Shas, is leading uh, uh, for the passage of a law that outlaws um, changing anything of a religious nature in a dramatic fashion uh, at the Kotel, which means that it'll be against the law for a woman uh, to wear tefillin uh, at the wall, to wear a talis at the wall or to bring a Sefer Torah in and to uh, lane from, uh, from the Sefer Torah. Now, you, you see, th- there's, a, there's a, a mistaken impression out in the world that there's an imbalance in the roles of men and women in Jewish life. And it, there, there is no imbalance. But when you're, when you're ignorant, uh, when you lack information, uh, and you see that the men could you know, be at the wall, at their talos and tefillin, and doing hagbah on a big Sefer Torah, and the women don't or can't or shouldn't, you kind of see something that you think is inequitable and something that needs to be changed. But that's, that's not the case. Uh, there's just different roles for men and women in religious Jewish life. And when you don't understand it, when you don't understand it, then you make the, you draw these wrong conclusions, which is the case of what's been going on in Israel for a long time. Now, the women of the wall, um, they're not, quote unquote, observantly religious women. And in the in the in the uh, context that we generally refer to it as, and um, they only show up on Rosh Chodesh, uh, Elaine from usually a microscopic size Sefer Torah that they try to sneak in, um, and they've been successful doing it sometimes. One of the problems is that the the religious community has been bringing out protesters. You know, they they tell all the girls from seminary not to go to class that day, or they call off class. And all the girls and the boys from Yeshiva, they all come down to the Kotel and they block their way. They don't let the women in, and there's a whole riot there. And the police come. Well, it's well. You don't think it's a you don't think that should be done. It's it's covered terror. No, uh, you're you're they're doing that in the in the name of covered terror. It, it shouldn't be done. But when you see not, but when 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 the seminary girls and the Yeshiva boys do that, it brings more of them down. 
they have but when the when the protesters don't show up they don't show up they don't show up i know but we just yeah but we just mentioned that neutrality you can't be neutral when it comes to such a desecration of torah values but they don't they don't they don't show up because um because they want to read from say the torah on rishodesh they show up because they want to make it onto the news and that's what they show up you just said abba you just said that they show up every single rishodesh correct very few so then, be. so then, the yeshiva boys and the and the seminary girls should be there to protect the holiest site in the Jewish yes, world. But when they when the yeshiva boys and the yeshiva girls don't show up, almost no one shows up from the other side. So sometimes you have to make a calculation and um, and figure out whether it pays to one is too many. Though. Tris- no, one is too many. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think you have to empty the yeshivas to protest against three or four. A women there. I don't think they're Abba, I don't think they're emptying yeshivas. I think the Mir Yerushalayim and Torres Chaim and Merkaz. I think they're they're learning. They're, I'm sure maybe a couple of yeshivas in the old city oh, send oh, their boys oh, and send oh. their girls. So which yeshivas are being emptied out? You want to give me the list? <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't know. Apparently, you know. No, I, don't I don't know. know. I have no idea. But... All, all I know is that what I've seen when the protesters come out in force, then the women of the wall come out in force. You know. But anyways, this is yeah. This is a big step in terms of that again that this that this right wing government is making. Uh, they're they're ma- making a vote and they're making a move that is in line with our Torah values as from Jews. That woman of the wall is prohibited, and it's not because they don't value women. We don't seek equality for men and women in the from world. It's not about equality. It's, it's you know, that uh, uh, people say that because they misunderstand. And uh, if you look yeah. around you, there's a lot of stuff that take, that goes on that uh, gets implemented uh, based on misunderstandings. And uh, it's, a, sure. it's a courageous move uh, by the right, and it's going to be protests because they're going to be perceived as being uh, uh, unequal and there being inequality and discrimination. But these are all mistaken notions. It's the furthest thing. It's the furthest thing from the truth. There are, there are many, many mitzvahs, many mitzvahs that women can do that men can't right. do. That women can do that men can't do. Okay. Now, just, uh, <laughs> I know. The problem, the, not, I don't know if there's going to cut. Problem, the problem with this day and age is that uh, I know you know, it's a it's a dangerous conversation. So you know this day and age especially because people feel all kinds of different levels. People feel differently about the, the roles of men and women uh, in Jewish life. And when you say Jewish life, you have to identify what Jewish life means. Jewish life means religious right. life. doesn't mean Torah life. doesn't mean you're a cultural Jew. doesn't mean you're a, a Israeli Jew that doesn't to consider himself religious at all. There's a hundred different brands of, of Jews. So when you say Jewish life, you have to really be uh, more specific and you have to be more definitive in, in, in what you mean, in my estimation. So, you know, we, we could discuss this for an hour and uh, we could, you know, dance around in circles about it. But people that are acquainted with the issue understand what we're talking about, I think. And it's not meant, and it's those not, who it's not, it's not meant to discriminate or treat anybody unequally in any way, shape or form. I think that's clear. Absolutely not. That is, the, that is definitely not what we're doing. Uh, last night, news broke on the Twitter sphere that John Fetterman... Uh, the senator who beat out Mehmet Oz in the recent election, the midterm yeah. elections, has been hospitalized with with feeling lightheaded. Okay. Uh, now, I saw a tweet right away that John Fetterman suffered potentially another stroke. I think that that turns out not to be true. He's just been uh, hospitalized, feeling lightheaded. Okay. Um, Interesting. He's in good spirits yeah. and he's talking with his family now. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, John Fetterman, obviously, who's someone who has not been in the greatest of health. He is that he is the man who was on a debate stage and really limped his way to the finish line. Right. Um, but that's that's a story that's broken this I morning. Had a, I had a teacher in yeshiva in high school, and he was our French teacher. He was trying to teach us the French language. I don't think he was successful. But uh, he used to, we used to say to him when we have a headache, he would say, well, that's a very good sign. This shows you have a head. So, uh, mm. you know, that, he, that he's lightheaded is, you know, he should have a, he should recover. He should have a poor shlema. Uh, but uh, also it's interesting to see that he has something going on up there. Yeah, thank God. Thank God for that. Uh, unfortunate news coming out of the Chabad world, but really Klaus Roll is the passing of Henya Fetterman, oh. uh, the beloved and devoted shlucha from the Virgin right. Islands. She, she passed away on Wednesday, uh, 17th of Shvat, and the Leviah is today at 2.30 p.m. Uh, we know Henya was 40 years old, and she served as the shlucha alongside her husband, Ray Usher Fetterman, in the Virgin Islands. Um, she's the sister, uh, there was an sister accident. of Elkanah Shmutkin. She, she's a sister of Elkanah She was injured in a terrible accident in which her youngest uh, her youngest baby Sterna passed away um we wish the family you know all the strength yeah, of course. in the world it's, it's a very 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 trying time for for the Fetterman the Schmutkin family but also the entire Kleisrol and the whole Chabad you know the whole Chabad community uh to lose one of their own in, in such a way she survived by quite a few yeah, children I'm sure I'm sure you know it's a uh... It's a it's a big uh, it's a shock, of course. Uh, you have shluchim all over the world, in all kinds of different uh, areas, and uh, every day is a miracle. Uh, every day is a different miracle, and uh, and unfortunately, when something like this uh, happens, it uh, it sets everybody back a little bit. But um, and hopefully, uh, they'll mourn their loss and uh, hopefully come back stronger. Yeah. What else you got? Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I have two. Uh, the five, five towns Jewish Times uh, um, is uh, is out this morning. I have uh, two uh, two important mm-hmm. stories. I think that are interesting to read. The one, the first one, the lead editorial uh, from the editor is uh, called Omar and uh, Tucker. It's about uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, Elon Omar. And I have a bone to pick with Tucker, even though I like him very much, and I know you like him very much as well. Um, I, I actually, to be honest, I don't watch him. Okay. Well, I watch him. I watch him religiously. <laughs> talking about religion, I do watch him religiously. And I'm a, I'm a fan of his. But uh, people have mentioned to me over the last couple of years that they think he has a problem with Jews and Israel. And, uh, you know, you can't see that overtly. You can't see that overtly. But uh, by omission, he, he never talks about Jews or Israel. Uh, and... Um, even when when he interviewed Kanye West, and Kanye West was surrounded by all kinds of uh, anti-Semitic utterings, um, he um, uh, I understand that uh, what, the things that he said that were critical of Jews in that interview was edited out and never shown on the on the Tucker Carlson show, which is on Fox every night. Uh, and then after after Kanye's world imploded, he lost his sneaker contract, he lost billions of dollars in his in his value. Carlson never said another another word about it. And then the straw, so to speak, that broke the camel's back, to use a cliche, was that when um, Elon Omar was voted off the House Foreign Affairs Committee, he reported the story but didn't say the reason why. He didn't say because of her anti-Semitic and anti-Israel 
and Jewish hatred, and uh, it's all about the Benjamins' uh, uh, baby comment. She didn't mention any of that. He just uh, he Why just not? he doesn't he doesn't go there. He doesn't talk about Israel. Well, he doesn't talk about he doesn't. If there's a, a seven Jews die Friday night in the Neve, uh, what's it called? Um, with a shooting in the Vayakov. He doesn't he doesn't bring he doesn't mention those things. He doesn't talk about anything that has to do with Jews or Israel. So he, I'm not saying he's anti Semitic. I'm not saying I said he has a problem. He looks like he has a problem with Jews, not because of anything he said. He's very smart. The problem here is what he doesn't say. And like I say at the end of the article, sometimes speaking sometimes not speaking up is speaking up. So yeah. So yeah, listen. That's one of my honors. You're still gonna watch him? Yeah, I do watch him. I, I do watch him. I'm interested in what how he opens the show. I like his political observations and I like his forthrightness on a number of issues that I'm not gonna go into now because we're we put a little time, but do we? Yeah. What are you at? Twenty? I'll tell you, uh just just 'cause we're at the we're at the sports segment of our episode today. Um Last night was one of those nights that if you were a sports fan and you looked at your phone in the middle of the night just to like, you know, because you woke up for a second, wasn't a good idea because you would be stuck on your phone for a while. That's because Kevin Durant got traded from the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, you had a scenario going into the season where you had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. No, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. And now... You're not with, you have no more Kevin Durant. He was sent to Phoenix, which is now a scary team. Kyrie Irving's in Dallas. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets are, they have a whole lot of good role players right now. And uh, you ask me, I'll say that I think the Brooklyn Nets are better off now than they were when they had Kyrie and KD. I think they're a better team. But just one of those, one of those nights, the trade deadline for the NBA is today. So a lot of movements. The Knicks did acquire someone, Josh Hart. Uh, who is a former teammate of Jalen Brunson and Villanova. Yeah. So Nick fans could be happy about that. She, uh, if you're a Brooklyn Nets she, fan and, you, and you're not sure. And you're hard to start her. Uh, are they going to start him? Probably not. He's a, he's a guard. I don't think they're going to start him, but well, um, listen, if you're, if you're a, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan and you might be a little distraught because what did our ownership just do? We had two of the top 10 players in the NBA at a time on our team and, and now they're just scattered across the Western Conference. Don't worry, you're you're going to be fine. Well, first of all, it's good for the Knicks that the Knicks for the Nets traded away uh, both Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant because the Knicks are just below the Nets in the standings. And now I think they'll, it's good for New York. They'll be able to overtake them. I, I think in the standings, the Knicks are playing fairly decent ball, uh, not consistently, but uh, they need a they need to put some uh, they need to put a string of uh, ten wins together. And that'll catapult him up to the to the top, I think. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens on that front. I think that's pretty much. pretty much it. I was going to mention this is that you have a little time. I was going to mention that um, uh, that my other article heard in the Bagel Store is uh, is about um, is about a profile of uh, Shlemy Wertica, who is uh, chairman of the board of trustees of Grocery um, Stroll of America, and uh, also of Amechad. And um, I spoke to him last week for about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes uh, about some of his recent uh, travels. And uh, he's, a, he's a fascinating man and he gets a lot done. Uh, you know, he, he, he represents uh, the from community, which is a minority of a minority in the Jewish world. And the Jews are a minority in the, in, in, on the globe, you know, 
two percent of the American Jewish uh, of the American population, uh, a fraction of that in the world population. But um, people want to hear what they have to say. And uh, Saul Werdeke uh, was in Israel a couple of weeks ago. He's very close with Bibi Netanyahu, uh, and he met this course with the uh, with the Itamar Ben Gvir and uh, Batalo Smorich. Uh, he had to, you know, straighten uh, uh, out some misunderstandings amongst the religious parties. And he came in with an outsider's view and uh, and, and a certain clarity. And uh, you know, his company uh, provides the uh, licensed jerseys for all the professional sports team. It's called Addison. Outer stuff. stuff, and he's a very busy guy. He's probably in Glendale, Arizona, right now. He told me, "Abba, I think we should. I think we should get him as a special guest on the Daily Thread." What do you I say? You, I think you could do that, and I think you had him on Meaningful People last year. And uh, I think, yeah. always, you know, there's always uh, some people are always have new things to say because new the world is always changing. Yeah. So he's in Glendale, Arizona. He says he likes to go into the communities a few days before the Super Bowl, and he meets with community leaders, and he tries to. Uh, enhance the the from communities which are usually very sparse and weak in those places like Glendale. Last week, I think I mentioned to you, I spoke to the Chabad Shliach uh, in um, um, Salem Lou in uh, in Glendale, Arizona. He told me that he gives out Super Bowl tickets to some of the shuls to raffle off so they can raise some money, uh, and, and he really? spends Shabbos there. And then the week after or two weeks after that, he's got to go to the All Star Game of the NBA, which is in Utah. He's a yeah. busy, he's a busy, uh, busy weekends for him. I, and he's also, and he's also, besides for his his full time job, he's also doing so much uh, in in terms of advocacy for the from Jews around the world. So I think we're gonna reach out to Saul. We'll get him on. We'll get him on a daily thread for a special edition. Um, oh. But want to thank everybody for listening to this week's uh, daily thread episodes. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to our WhatsApp status where we have more bonus content, exclusive footage on there. And make sure to subscribe to the show because when you subscribe, more people are able to find out about it. Uh, thank you for listening to Daily Thread, and we will see you all next week.